0: Hey, thanks guys, it's great to see you tonight. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, My name's Ben Feenup, I'm on staff here at Orchard Hill Church uh, with Big House, so I'm super, super duper excited to be here with you. We are starting a new series tonight. Um, We are gonna be going over Big House's mission statement, okay, engage, build, launch. I shouldn't have said that too, I said that too early, I'm sorry, I said that too early preemptively. I was gonna make a dad joke to start, and so I'm gonna do it anyway, Guys, it's great to see you. I haven't seen most of you since last year. It's been so long (laughs) since I've seen you. It's been since last year. I know, I know. But in all seriousness, I am a dad, and that is a requirement of teaching as a dad. You have to make at least one dad joke. But we really are super excited for you to be here. Um, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on right now. I know some of you are taking finals. You took finals today. You're going to take finals tomorrow. I know some of you are in basketball or wrestling or all sorts of other extracurriculars. So thank you for being here. It really is a big deal. So like I said, we are going to be going over Big House's mission statement in this series. Um, And the mission statement is, engage students as they build an independent faith to launch them into a lifetime pursuit of a relationship with Christ. So I know that since this is the first week, you probably guessed I'm going to be talking to you about engage, the first bolded and underlined word. I know all of you want to know the secret of how to get engaged, how to be engaged, what it's like to be engaged. Because I was engaged, I've been engaged one time, and it's worked out. I've been married for almost five years now. Um, I know, thank you, thank you. Uh, This is actually a picture of me and my wife Haley. The night we got engaged, Haley hates the picture, um, because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, And she doesn't know what I'm doing either, but it's like the only picture that we have um, of like right after we got engaged. I didn't have a ring on because she didn't propose to me, but uh, okay, you got me. Two dad jokes in a teaching as a dad is a requirement, not just one. But we really do believe that the very first step in a relationship with Jesus is engagement. So tonight I'm going to share with you how you can engage with people, how you can engage with the Bible, and how you can engage with Jesus. And I want you to know that the mission statement of Big House isn't just random, we didn't just come up with it one day, but what we did is the Big House team over the years has looked at the life of Jesus, looked at how he did ministry, and how he lived here on earth, and we really want to model what we do here after Jesus. So it was A lot of time, a lot of intentionality, a lot of prayer went into this mission statement. Jesus engaged people better than any other person in the history of the world. Okay, I'm going to tell some stories about how he engaged people, and it's honestly unbelievable to think about the things that these people did, like, seconds after meeting Jesus. So... The first point that I'm gonna make tonight is that Jesus engaged people where they were. He went to them, he didn't make them come to him. I should've warned you, tonight, how this is gonna work is I've got a point and then I've got a verse. And I'm not gonna put the verse on the screen, but I've given all your family leaders these verses, and so you can look through them um, in your family group. But right now on stage here, I'm just gonna paraphrase what happens in these verses. because I have a lot of them, and otherwise we would be here for like two and a half hours, and that's too much time for me to talk. So in Matthew 4, 18 through 22, this is where Jesus calls his first disciples, okay? And so when you're thinking about this story, think about it as Jesus goes to where the people are. So Jesus went to the Sea of Galilee, okay? He was walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he sees two brothers who are fishermen, and he says, "Hey." ditch that boat and that net and follow me and I'll make you fisher of men, okay? Jesus went to them, he talked to them about something that they knew about, something that they could relate to, and they dropped everything and followed him. And then it says that later on he went and he walked and he saw two other brothers who were fishermen and he said, hey, leave your boat, leave your your, uh, fish and just follow me. And they left everything and they followed him. That's crazy. Right, like They were fishermen, that's how they made their living, that's what they were known for, that's, that's their whole entire life, and they just left it all to follow Jesus. And I really believe it's because Jesus went to where they were, he went to where they were. He didn't make them come to him. <clears throat> and he knew exactly what to say and how to engage them in what they needed to hear. Jesus went to them, he didn't make them come to him. Second point. Jesus engaged people in unexpected ways that were different from the culture at the time. So thinking about the culture back then and the culture now, I was thinking about it a lot, and it's honestly so, so similar. There are so many rules in how you can talk to people, how you can interact with people, and what you can do, right? There's just so many rules. Back then, though, the difference is, is if you broke those rules and you talked to someone that you weren't supposed to or you did something in a certain way and offended someone, they would actually kill you. Um, and today, you just get canceled, right? Like, you get canceled, you get, you know, berated so, by, on social media. Um, people just avoid each other, you know? There's a lot of division. But Jesus engaged people in ways that were different from the culture at that time. So in John 4, 1 through 42, it's a lot of verses, so that's why I'm paraphrasing it. But Jesus goes to this well with his disciples and he sends his disciples away and say, hey, I'm hungry, go get some food, I'm gonna get some water and rest at this well. And at this well is this woman, um, a Samaritan woman. So a couple things that are known about Samaritans and Jews at that time was that they didn't talk to each other, they didn't interact whatsoever. How many of you have heard the story of the Good Samaritan? Okay, a few of you. But the reason why that story is so impactful is because people thought of Samaritans as like the worst people ever. They came from a different country and they were living in, in Israel at the time and it just people didn't interact with each other. Second, on top of that, men and women didn't interact in the same way that they do nowadays. So Jesus talking to a Samaritan who was also a woman would have just been extremely, extremely weird and unexpected and people probably would have been really mad at him. But Jesus was at this well, his disciples went away and he talked to this woman, he engaged with her and he actually kinda called her out. He called out her sin that she was struggling with, that she was dealing with every single day Um, and she didn't tell him about it, he just called her out. He knew her sin already and then he forgave her sin He forgave those same sins and sent her on her way. And later in this verse, it says that a lot of Samaritans came to know God because of this interaction. But before she leaves, the disciples come back and they're like, What are you doing talking to this woman? This is not okay. You can't do this. And he's like, You guys don't know anything. You don't know anything. What you're doing is not the way that my kingdom is. So. The way that Jesus engaged with this Samaritan woman was not expected. Culture would have said, don't do that. That's wrong, but Jesus said, no, I'm gonna love this person where they're at. I'm gonna go to where they are, and I'm gonna love them in an unexpected way. And so that's what we're, you know, here at Big House, we are trying to do that. We're trying to meet you where you are. We're trying to come to where you are, meet you on your level, come to the things that you like to do, your family group leaders are, and that's what we're asking you to do, right? is to engage with people where they're at. Don't, um, we have a saying at Orchard Hill, we don't uh, change people so that God can love them, right? We love people so that God can change them, okay? So that's what we're asking you to do. Love the people around you, don't try to change them. Um, At the exact same time, I know that it's probably weird for you, culturally, to talk to someone who doesn't go to the same school as you, right? Like, I know all these kids in the front row go to Denver. I know, like, two rows behind them, there's some kids that go to Hudson. A row behind them, there's some kids that go to Cedar Falls. There's some Cedar Falls kids in the middle. I see you. Don't worry. But there's not a lot of of people talking to each other that go to different schools. That's a culture thing, right? So break that mold and talk to people who are in different groups than you. Talk to people that go to different schools than you. And engage in people in unexpected ways. Okay, third point about the way that Jesus engaged people is that Jesus engaged people in ways that helped them and gave them life. I've got two verses up here. In both these situations, Jesus helps people and it's an encouragement to them. In John 2, it talks about Jesus turning water into wine. So Jesus is at a wedding, and actually his mom comes up to him and says, hey, they're running out of wine. Can you get some more wine? And this doesn't seem like a huge deal, but, Back then, it would have been super offensive for you to run out of food or wine or anything that you were serving at an event. And so Jesus' mom was like, please help these people. They need, they need help. Otherwise, they're going to be very disrespectful, and people aren't going to like them anymore. So Jesus turned water into wine. He helped the people. He added value to their life. Jesus showed us that when we engage people on earth, um, Well, Jesus showed us that when he engaged with people on earth, he added fun, excitement, and value to the life of people that he interacted with. The second verse in this one talks about Jesus healing a man with leprosy. Okay, And if you know anything about leprosy back then, I'm sure many of you have studied it extensively, uh, if you had leprosy, you were an outcast. No one would talk to you. You probably didn't have friends. You probably um, were like not talking to your family, you didn't have a job, you couldn't work, you couldn't talk to anybody or interact with anybody. But this man came to Jesus and begged him. It says he got down on his knees and he begged Jesus to heal him. And Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man's hand, which is a big no-no if someone has leprosy, because that's how you get leprosy, is you, you have physical contact with someone who has leprosy. He touched his hand and he healed him. He changed his life completely. Imagine if you had no friends, you had no family, you had no job, you were homeless, and then all of a sudden the thing that was holding you back was taken away. And that's what Jesus did, and that's what Jesus does. Jesus engaged in ways that helped people and gave them life. And you can do that too. You can do that through serving others, through loving others, um, just adding value to people's lives. Okay, I really believe that we as a community can do that. So those are just a couple examples of the way that Jesus engaged people. Okay, there are hundreds of examples. There's a multitude of miracles that Jesus performed that fit into all of these different categories. And at Big House, this is how we want to engage you, and this is how we want you to engage others in the world. The second thing, Jesus engaged with the Bible. Jesus engaged with the Bible by listening to others and by asking questions. In Luke 2, 41 through 52, Jesus and his family travel to um, a different town. And they celebrate this festival. It's like his parents, his cousins, his aunts, his uncles. And then they leave that town because the festival's over. And they travel for a couple days. And then they realize, hey, where's Jesus? Jesus actually wasn't with them. And they traveled on foot for several days away from that town. They travel back and they found Jesus in the temple listening and asking questions to the teachers. And this is this is how he learned. He listened and he asked questions. And that's, that's what we hope for you. We hope that you can listen um, to people who are older and wiser than you, who are leading you in your faith, and that you can ask questions. We hope that we can be an example of that. Like the, uh, the week when we were all four up on stage and we were doing a Bible study, that's what we were doing. We were listening to each other. We were asking each other questions. Because we don't know everything, right? We don't know the Bible front and back. But my next point is, is that Jesus did know the Bible inside and out. Jesus knew the Bible inside and out. In these verses, um, Jesus is talking to other teachers of the law, and they're like, they're talking about something complicated, and Jesus basically says, you don't know anything about what you're talking about. Didn't you listen to what God said through the word? And he basically is saying, I know a lot about the Bible because I listened, I studied the Bible, I asked questions, um, and the people who were supposed to know a lot didn't actually know as much as they thought. So the point is, be humble with what you know. Ask questions, it's really important to listen, um, and trust that Jesus knows what he's talking about. Trust in what Jesus is doing so Jesus engaged with the Bible my last point and what i we're asking you to do as as big house is to engage with God so Jesus engaged with God and this was very confusing for a while because I had it written as Jesus engaged with Jesus question mark because that is uh that's really what it what it's all about We want you to engage with Jesus, but Jesus is also God, and that gets confusing. So, these are two places in the Bible, Matthew and John, where Jesus is just spending time in prayer with God. He's thanking him, he's praying for people, he's praying for his disciples, he's praying for future generations. Um, Jesus engaged with God. In John 1, it talks about how it says... Uh, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Jesus is that Word. He was with God, He is God, and then He came to earth, and He dwelt with us. And what Jesus did on earth was that He engaged back with God. Okay? And that's how important it is. God came to earth, and then when He was on earth, the only way that He could make it through His time on earth was by engaging with Himself And so that's why we think it's so important to spend time in prayer, spend time in the Bible, um, spend time in community. Okay, I know that was a lot. I, I am aware of that. But I hope that in your family groups, you can spend some time looking at these different passages, seeing how God engaged with people, how he engaged with the Bible, and how he engaged with, how Jesus engaged with God. We really believe that coming here on a Wednesday night is just the beginning. So to to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship with Jesus that's going to last a lifetime, um, you need to engage with these things, engage with people, engage with the Bible over and over throughout your week. And that's exactly what Nikki is going to be talking about next week. She's going to build on what I taught tonight. when she is gonna talk about how to go from simply engaging to building, right, guys? I said build earlier, I said she's gonna build on, and now, three dad jokes. You got three dad jokes, the trifecta. But she's gonna talk about how you go from simply engaging to building that independent faith um, that you can take beyond the walls of a big house on a Wednesday night and your home church on a Sunday. So with that, I'm gonna invite the band to come back up and play some more music, and I am going to pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you that you um, are a God of beginnings. Thank you that, uh, that you were an example that started somewhere um, and worked really hard and um, engaged with people in the Bible and with God, uh, and that you um, just gave us that example that we can follow. I pray that as we leave here, we can do the same. It's all in your holy name we pray. Amen.